Anyway, hey, welcome to Red River Podcast, episode number 63, I think. Um, today, we're going to, first of all, we, we got the, the group back together, you know, uh, this is still quarantine time. Uh, we're all kind of doing our own thing until uh, we're, I don't know, probably till 2021, unfortunately. You didn't get the Rage Against the Machine reunion you were hoping for this year, but mm. you got this, right? Yeah. Here. <laughs> exactly. <Huh. laughs> Um, but yeah, we got the, I wanted to do like, uh, the three of us, just like an in-house thing. And, and we all love the movie days and confused. So I figured let's watch it for the hundredth time and, and, and pick apart some of our favorite things. And, uh, so Langan and Parker are in the house. Yo, what's up? What up, man? How's, uh, Farmingdale? Farmingdale is fucking still alive, man. <laughs> still alive. <laughs> I lost them. All right, maybe it's not doing that well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, still live. It's still live, then he hangs up on us. It's still alive and that. fucking not still alive and not kicking. I guess you know. Uh, the new record's almost done, right? Uh yeah, it's done. It's coming out next Friday, actually. Nice. You guys have quite the the uh, the buildup. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, the crazy thing is, like, three out of four of these songs were actually three of the first songs that we wrote. And then we just kept on writing. And then when we recorded the first EP, we were like, oh, we, we, we like these songs better because they're newer. And then they put those out. And then they were just like, all right, well, these songs are still pretty good. So let's release these. So that's what we're going to do. It's always about the new song. Always. But yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, uh, it, it, you're always blinded until like 10 years from now, you'll look back and you'll be like, yeah. uh, oh, maybe those weren't the best songs. <laughs> I mean, you could you could definitely you could definitely hear the progression from like like how like the, the band got mature and like the, the influences started getting a little bit different. And I mean, Jeff's vocal style on this is completely different. So it, it took him, you know, probably about a year and a half of busting his balls to start screaming. So when he finally gave it and did it. Yeah, that's what I noticed on this. It's it's a little bit, uh, you know, uh, definitely more of like the screamier botch side of things. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely heavier. There's definitely uh, a few little dabbles of black metal in there, which is pretty cool too. So we we tried that on for size as well. You know, Lang and approves. Yeah, yeah. What about the no cor the corpse? Pain? I was about yeah. I was about to say no corpse pain yet, but we're we're dipping our toe in, see how it feels, you know. But we're gonna burn a church on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So listen, 1993 Richard Linklater movie. Um, we've seen this movie. I know I've seen this movie like a hundred times, and for some reason, uh, this is one of I, I guess you could say it definitely a top ten movie for me because 
I could watch it over and over again. It doesn't matter if I put it on, if it's in the beginning, the mm-hmm. middle, the ending, the very ending, uh, you know, you just watch it. It's, it's like checking in with, with certain characters that you almost feel like are your friends. Um, so that's my relationship with the movie. I mean, I don't know if you want to, Brian, do you remember the first time you saw it, Langan? Um, I, I remember seeing it in the theater, uh, and uh, what struck me as great about it was, and now I'm even further removed, obviously, from my youth as I'm an older man now, but uh, like it, it perfectly encapsulates, like, especially where I grew up in a small town and having the softball field or the beaches we hung out and picked places. It just perfectly summarized exactly what it was like growing up, even though it was a different time period and how universal those certain concepts of youth and teenage and, you know, is no matter where you put it if done right like this and it just evokes a lot of memories like of, of things i did and stuff and those kind of nights you had with your friends in that time period of your life you know and, and there's still that that um so like in essence it's just like the first night of of like their summer vacation mm-hmm. you have um almost like a dueling thing so you have the men and the women so you have you know young boy um <sighs> Mitch Kramer, mm-hmm. you know, coming in with with the older dudes, and then you have the other girl doing right. the same thing with the girl, and um, you have the nerd squad. Mm-hmm. You have like every every group of everything's of represented. Everything's represented, but in a way that like let's say can't hardly wait did, but not you know can't hardly wait did it in a very comical fashion. Days and confused just seemed like a very normal. Like at its core, it was like nothing happened really. It was just like right. this night and and their lives, but somehow we still go back and and like love this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so simple and subtle with everything about it that uh, you it's it's a movie that I think you can watch a hundred times and pick up something different, which I did the last Definitely. time I watched it, and, and I'll bring it up later on. So, uh, Parker, do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah, um, Today? I, I mean, I mean, with me, it was something. It was something simple, like because the uh, the summer that that it came out, I was actually uh, going into uh, my first dose of public school. Like up until then, up until tenth grade, I went to Catholic school from like nursery school on. So like the biggest thing that I took out of this, I was like, oh shit! I was like, now that I'm going to public school, I can like dress how these kids dress and act how these kids act, and I don't have to worry about you know wearing a fucking, you know, slacks and a fucking blazer and all that other fucking bullshit that I had to do for fucking so many years. <laughs> so you wore bell bottoms to school? No, no bell bottoms, but I did have to get my uniform at fucking low bells and sunrise mall, rest in peace. So <laughs> All right. All right. That's that's interesting. Yeah, uh, so. So uh I figured let's go down like, you know, 10 questions here and then and then we'll save some of the good parts for the end. Um I wanted to, first of all, just jump right in and say favorite character of the movie. Um, super hard because there's so many really good characters. Um, so let's jump into it. Uh, Parker, who is your favorite character? Uh, I, I had two. Um, it, not that it was a tie, but like my number two was uh, was Melvin. I just think he's fucking great in this movie. I mean, yeah, he's the, the, he's a lone black guy, the token black guy. But I, every time I just look at him, he's got such cra- uh, classic lines and uh, just gets along with everybody. But like, number one, I had to go with Benny, who's played by Cole Hauser. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, I just I, re- I just want to throw in there that like I guess Melvin really wasn't a token black guy because he was pretty he was you know he was definitely what he was like he was yeah he was he was a representative of of black culture I mean even when he danced for that split second I was like mm-hmm. that brother is cutting up the the back of that that's truck. actually that's actually one of my favorite scenes too yeah. for a later question is when he's boogieing down over there yeah for sure so like I, yeah I, I I wouldn't consider him a token but um yeah uh going to yeah Benny Benny's great. Yeah, I, I think the thing that stuck with me with him was, you know, uh, when he first, uh, well, first of all, he get he gets along with both sides. Like he's friends with like the jocks, he's friends with the potheads, whereas like, you know, Ben Affleck's can, uh, character, O'Banion, like he just hangs out with the jocks. Like he's always giving like, you know, Slater a hard time and like the fucking nerds a hard time. But like the thing that I love about uh, Cole Hauser's character is like the minute that he shows up at uh you know, at Mitch's school and, you know, does the whole, all right, you freshman fucks like that just sets the tone of how his character is going to be the whole, the whole, you know, the whole movie. Like he's a fucking hard ass, but yet he's, you know, he hangs out with everybody. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great character. He's very strong. Yeah. And, and even like the actor, I thought he did a really good job with him. And his father, and, right? and his, and his, yeah. And his father was uh Wingshauser of like eighties, like scumbag shit. fame too. Yeah. You're telling me Wingshauser is yeah. Cole Hauser's dad. A fucking Vice Squad fame, yeah. Ah, uh, and movie. like Transman, no, yeah, no, a Wingshauser, lot. yeah, right. He was like Transman. Uh, Wingshauser is he's on like Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. He's like the Brad. Pitt he of, was, yeah. He's like the Brad Pitt of B movies. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Holy shit! Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, all right, uh, Langan, your favorite character? Wooderson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just. One of those legendary cinematic characters, you know, it's an obvious choice, but he, I mean, talk about stealing a scene or chewing up scenery or whatever. I mean, this McConaughey just like destroys this character and everything he says is interesting. Just great. Yeah. Same for me. So my, my favorite character is Wooderson. Um, when he comes in, all eyes are on him, whether he's saying the most, uh, profane thing with like the high school shit or or like even if he's just saying hey man watch the leather <laughs> like <Yeah>. it's just so, <laughs> it's so ridiculous but he like I, I don't know maybe he was just meant to be this person and, and uh, the casting director that found him at that bar yeah. uh, also casted what Fast Times at Ridgemont High yes so he obviously knew what he was doing and he saw something in him, I guess that's what a casting director does. It's, it's like Sean Penn Spicoli, yeah. Woodison is to this movie. It yeah. just leaps off. The, the character is just huge. Yeah, you know what I mean. Only, only uh, McConaughey still embraces Woodison. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other dude does not. So, all right. So, moving forward. So, second question: We're going to go least favorite character, Parker. I gotta go, fucking Tony, man. Who's Tony? gotta go, Tony? Who's I gotta go, Tony. The Tony is kid, the right? the blonde haired yeah. nerd kid. Yeah, and oh, Anthony Rapp. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like. He just complained. It's funny oh, wait, because that's not Tony, is not yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, not Tony. Yeah, Anthony Rapp is the the oh, actor's yes, name the, with the glasses. Yes, with, yes. Yeah, Adventures, um, Adventures in it's, it's a sta- yes. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say I hate him in this, and I hate him also in Road Trip. But uh, but I loved him in Adventures and Babysit. I I just feel like he just fucking complains this entire fucking movie. I, you, I, I you, could just do- you know who else doesn't like him? Who? Uh, Ke- uh Kevin <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> that's his least favorite character too. There you go. 
He's definitely uh, the Hannibal Burris of Kevin Spacey's career. <laughs> but yeah, man, he, uh, yeah, he's 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 a fucking geek for sure. Yeah, Tony. Wow, I told I didn't even I forgot what his name was. That's how much like I, I did just too, man. Yeah. yeah. I got him confused with the other blonde-haired kid that was Mitch's friend. That's Carl. That was Carl. Carl yeah, yeah. Carl, <laughs> Carl, you dick. Um, Carl's mom comes out with the shotgun. So, yo, Carl's mom Spect. is the Carl's shit because she yeah. just like yeah. rolled up there and like yeah. no hesitation. Yeah, yeah. She, Not even like yo, what, what are you doing, with my son? Nah. Came out with the gat. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> like she's like I'm gonna open it up and like I'm gonna put the shit to him and yeah. I'll ask questions I'll, later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cops want to talk to me, they could ask me later and fucking... <laughs> Those were in the days you could do that. Well, I'm 70s. sure in Texas you could still you could do that. Shot. Sure. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Langan, least favorite. Uh, used to be Mitch, just for obvious like visual reasons. Very distracting how much he touches his nose and hair. Yeah. But, yeah. but it kind of works in a way because you know it's a kid with no acting experience that they put in there. He's supposed to be awkward. I think he just, he, you know, I could have done with a couple of the less nose touches, but uh, this last rewatching, I, I decided Benny. Actually. <laughs> really? Oh, man. And the reason being is, did you guys see the deleted scenes at all? Yes. The, the yes. Extra, yeah. The extra scenes with that guy yeah. really change. Like, yeah. he has that racist uh, Korea, Vietnam rant in the pickup yes. truck. Yes. And then when, <laughs> when they corner those kids to paddle them, which the homoeroticism of the paddling <laughs> is so like I've never heard of such a thing yeah. like in hazing like these guys really got into spanking they other did dudes' get asses yeah, right? a couple of them but he especially did in one of the deleted scenes they roll up on two kids and it, it tells how and those two young kids gave up where Mitch was going to be that night at the baseball game and the and um he get they, he gets a pa- they get a pass from one of the guys. And but uh, Benny like decides to give him the, the spanking anyway, and he's got that glee like O'Banion glee in it. Yeah. And seeing those scenes, I'm like, man, if they included that, this guy takes a whole new character. It, it, he does take a whole new character. He becomes You're a right. total with, evil with, asshole. Yeah, yeah totally. That... When in reality, but if you just watch the film, it's like I think I get the vibe like Parker was talking about it with him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I forgot about that. Yeah, those those deleted ones for sure. We never lost a war. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he was like that guy. He wouldn't wear a mask if he was around today. And and what about that hazing? Like, has anyone in high school? I don't remember that hazing being like. That. I remember Animal House. Thank you, sir. May I have another? The college thing. Yeah, you know, that was seventy eight. High school. I don't know. Like, yeah. A lot of, I don't know. Very, I don't remember like ever hearing about until this movie like chasing kids around with a paddle <laughs> to paddle them especially since the high the, the high school freshmen look like actual freshmen and the high school seniors look like they were like college <laughs> fucking seniors 40 yeah <laughs> like totally that's why it looks so weird it's like you have like ben affleck who's like 40 in this movie like paddling you and know her he love he can't wait yeah to like Spanks and boys' I mean, asses. The guy, like, the guy got left back it. just to do it for a second year in a row. You know, <laughs> great line. That is a great line. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite character is Mitch. Uh, he is obviously someone who was never in a movie before this. Which sometimes it worked out. Like where Wooderson was was concerned, Matthew McConaughey it really worked. But uh, you know, Mitch and and uh, the girl that he ends up with later, mm-hmm. the older Julie, I think her name is. 
Like they're both yeah. so non and not actors that it's it's almost they both like, didn't continue. No, they right? didn't. Yeah. Uh, I know I think, the girl became like an activist or something. Yes, and uh, but him, he might have been a couple of things after. I think. He did. He did a couple of things for Link later, but I, I think he, he always reminded me of Tully from Kids, except Tully like, <laughs> Tully went into like an actual career. He Kinda. had it. But yeah. like these unknowns or whatever yeah. that were, but uh, but he he was just uh, he I don't maybe just because he he looks so young, but I guess he was supposed to be ninth grade. That's what I was wrestling with because there is just this, there's an annoying distractedness of it. But then I'm like, maybe that's you know he's really like a kid. That kid would be so awkward, yeah, in real life, like that awkward. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But Mitch, Mitch, all the way, and and I. Man, I remember watching it and that I would get anxiety during that face touching scene where he was like talking to that girl. At like, the Emporium. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it was like, it was like one of those times where like, I, I remember when I would buy Haribo um, gummy bears, there was um, the old school uh, bag used to have a gummy bear but fucking another one <laughs> and no one knew this. And I'm, or <laughs> I'm, I, I would always buy this bag and I'm like, how is this allowed? How is this allowed for like 10 years? And then one year I, I bought a bag of gummy bears and that, that, that uh, thing was gone, you know? So I feel like it took enough time for people to be like, why does this guy keep touching his fucking face? Like <laughs> there's like, one oh. face touch, especially that bothers me when, when his sister comes over and says about taking it easy, yeah. he does like a prolonged, <laughs> It's the worst face touch yeah. in the film. Yeah, that one I give a ten to. You know, like the others. He are sold like, that one. Yeah, the other like seven, five. You know, like if we, if we could just like judge like the the face touches, but he uh by far my least fucking favorite character. But, but Linklater uh, was such a master. Like you know, he watched these things in post. Like you know, like and he was okay with that much face touching. So he knew he had to know he how it distracting yeah. it was, but decided to keep it. So like, yeah. you know, he's like, how much we got left <clears throat> in the budget for editing? All right, we'll leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like come to him after the shots, but I need more face. Touch. I need <laughs> what I want to see out of you is I want to touch. Yeah. You I want you to touch your face yeah. more. Uh, number three. Uh, so for Parker, replace a character in the movie with yourself. Now this is an interesting thing because you could be replacing someone who whose character you hate or someone whose character you like. Like yeah. you, you feel like you could make it better or or you just like his character so much that you want to be that character. Parker. Um I th this was definitely a character that I liked and uh I did Don. It was kind of like, you know, Randall Pink Floyd's, you know, right hand man in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good Don Don Dawson. Over yeah. Us. Only later, yep. later to be in uh, Halloween. Oh no, this was yeah. this was after. This yes. what? Yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. Because yeah, because Halloween right? was the last one that he was in. Halloween four was like eighty eight. And then before this, he did. Uh, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Mad eyebrows. Mad. Oh, <laughs> got bushy eyebrows. Cops do it by the book, right? Is that the shirt that that girl was wearing? That, yeah, that? that's right. That's right. Those titties. Those tiny little titties. Yeah, that trick was hot. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she was hot, but like, you know, she had hot things about her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so Don for Parker, Langan. This was easy. Kevin Pickford. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, why? Because Mila Selling Jovovich. Weed, hot, chill yeah. girlfriend, dope car. Didn't I mean, say what, much. That's the to what more are you going to ask for, man? Yeah. You know? His yeah. parents were going away for the weekend. Well, that was a good feeling. I mean, it got <laughs> snuffed out, but, you know. Yeah, that guy delivering the the keg of beer early. It's <laughs> just you know so what I, sick. You know what yeah. I love. That's his only flaw. He 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 should have set that up better. 
You know he I mean? should have. Yeah, yeah. He totally. should have really been on top of that. Do you know anything about beer being delivered here? About a party later? Although, about, you know, this is pre-cell phone age. You can't track your beer delivery. Yeah, no. Keg, he, keg delivery on the back of a pickup truck. That guy did have a little thing he was working on for later on, so you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> His mom was hot, too. Kevin's yes. mom. Uh, for me, it's, it's Don, Don as well. Um, it was always Don, and then I figured out, like, there was something... They kind of like rubbed me in a weird way when um they were doing the air raid and uh they brought over that girl oh. and he's like, "What would you do for me?" and and he makes her like open up her mouth yeah and I'm like, yeah. And then I thought about it. I was like, wait, so he's like a senior and she's like 14. I'm like, that feels so weird. Right? You can't go down the creep path in this movie because <laughs> Woodison wouldn't exist. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was straight up <laughs> statutory. Yeah, like, oh, yeah whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, but that's. I guess that's how the seventies were. Yeah. So at fifteen, <laughs> like it was at, okay. Yeah. Like I was fifteen when I watched this. So like when he did that to that girl, she was only yeah. a year younger than me, and I was like, and yeah. there was a deleted scene with the girls having a conversation outside the Emporium, all like the girl crew. And, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a car pulled up. One of their other friends got out, who was like dating some thirty-five-year-old dude or whatever. It was, was it a, Mike Damone? She was, exactly. <laughs> she, was, she lost her virginity to him and yeah. stuff. And it was commonplace, I guess, in this town for like yeah. older dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's a different subtext. Yeah, we'll do that for the fast times later. <laughs> but it was Don, and like what I like about Don that at his core he was actually like a nice guy. I like. He said something interesting at the party. And it was it was a rule that I lived by later in life where he's like, yo, that Julie chick loves I'm you. watching it right now. I'm literally <laughs> up to that scene right now. That Julie chick loves you, man. He's like, Be careful. Yeah. you can't let her know you like her, man. He's like, you know, yeah. when she's like, do you want to go to the moon tower later? You'd be like, maybe. No, it's mm-hmm. like, nah, but maybe. And if I do, I'll see you there. Whatever, however he explained it, like it, it was just something that's true. Like the more attention you give someone, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be male or female, um, you know, it's, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to give them too much. Cause it, like, they'll be like, yeah, it just never worked out. And, and it's something that in life I realized and seen that, um, when you like someone, you don't want to like pummel them over the head and be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's, right. let's hang out all the no, time. Turn so, them the other way. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, I like that about Don and, uh, he was, uh, a slob, but he, he was also cool to hang out with. And... What about the overalls? Yeah. <laughs> You have an overall fan? No, that that's offensive. <laughs> that that get up, I don't really understand what the fuck it was at all. Um, it was Texas though, right? But even even still, like what what was that? And yeah. the overalls were banging at that time in the nineties, though. They made a comeback. They for made sure. like like you know the TLC video and all that other. Nice. Stuff. Winona on uh, Winona Ryder did a Rolling Stone cover with one. Yeah. One strap. One strap. Undone. Oh, you needed the one strap. Yeah, Tretch too. Naughty by Nature. Didn't he rock those two? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and I like that Don was trying to bang the teacher because she was kind of hot. Ginny Ginny Stroud. Oh yeah. Nah. Just remember this Fourth of July. What you're celebrating is rich aristocratic white men didn't want to pay their taxes. <laughs> She's one of my favorite periphery characters, which is something we'll talk about later. Yes. Um so in this movie, we're going to talk we're going to go behind the curtain now and we're going to talk about people that seem to have uh the most promise on the cast. Not the, the not the people that actually went on to do something, but who in this movie did you watch in 93 and you're like, "Oh, this person's going to be a big star." Parker. 
I, I honestly thought it was going to be Jason London. I thought the main character, you know, was going to be this fucking huge star, you know, good looking kid and, you know, had all this promise. And then obviously I was completely fucking wrong about that because he really went nowhere after that. His brother didn't even do that good either. Which one like fell on real hard times? Uh, I don't know. One of them like with the drugs. It might have been the mall rats one. faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Didn't he end up? Because. Yeah. Because he would figure, you know, he was in this. Jason London was in this, but then his brother was the one in Morats. If I think, if I'm yeah, correct, no, right? You're right. You're right. And okay. And, and I think he's the one that ended up on on bad times. And yes. I'll just go on with you as well, and I'll say that uh, same for me. Jason London, like he actually, out of all of them in this movie, he played it the most straightforward. I feel like he, I feel like he was in a, a in a serious movie, or maybe he had the more uh, serious role where he was contemplating and he was just like kind of at a crossroads and, and he, he's like, maybe we could just do better, just as good being in a band or, you know, like yeah. he was just kind of yep. figuring out what to do. Um, and I, I thought he did such a great job. You know, he had <laughs> that fucking, he played that seventies look so well. Man. Oh, like yeah. You could have told me that <laughs> they went to a time machine and pulled him. Yeah. Like he had that hair, the Everything. pants, yeah, you know, and like Parker said, because I can't say it, he said he was good looking, so I'll disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too manly to to, to ever admit <laughs> that. But uh, all right, so Jason Linden for me too, uh, Langan, McConaughey, McConaughey. Uh, oh no, no, but so so you even thought that at yeah, that time? I, yeah, I just uh, that that how large that character is to me. Like it's it, it's not when when a character that really like. Doesn't have if you added up a lot of lines, you know, compared to maybe Jason London or or other or Mitch or whatever, you know, that's not a focal point, but can like really steal a film to you know to the point where he's the identifiable image and character of the film. Like yeah. that's that that if you buy the T-shirt, Dazed and Confused, he's probably on the T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he just pops like that. That character. Do you know? Bring- do you know who was on his T-shirt? Remember. It was a Ted Nugent cover. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Totally. Um, all right. So then that brings us to the next question, which is who actually had uh, the biggest career afterwards in this movie? So, Parker. I, I would think that it's either got to be Matthew McConaughey or Ben Affleck, you know? Yeah, One those are other. the two. Yep. yep. Those are the two for sure. And uh, what who whose work do you enjoy more, Parker? Oh boy! Uh, probably McConaughey. You're a big failure to launch fan. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like Affleck gets a little like, like I'm. I'm good with like school ties, like Affleck. But like I don't know a lot. Of, a lot of his shit. I'm not really like I'm, like the, when he started doing like Batman and shit. Like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that shit. Affleck was in school ties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. Wasn't that Brendan yeah, Fraser? Yeah. Joe Pesci? Was it the, that movie? Was that? No, that was. Oh, fuck. What was that movie I called? Joe. I think you're combining two movies. You're thinking of <laughs> Joe Pesci when He's he like lived a in like. Dude. Yeah, yeah he was... lived in like the fucking van and helped him with the pay. Oh, fuck. What was that, that thing called? Ties? No, yeah. School Ties was Brendan Fraser. He's the Jewish kid and he gets the scholarship. Oh, yeah. Fucking Cole Hauser was in that as well. There you go. <laughs> Say fucking well, big it, loop right there. It goes to show you, like you make these friendships on these sets, and it's like you know, yeah. if you're in a position, you like like any job, you know, like uh, 
your friend can get you hired. It's like, hey, listen, yeah. I have a guy. It's usually and, how it happens. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, do you know who Wings Hauser is? It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get him, but I can get his son. There we go. Sold. <laughs> I can't believe he's Wings Hauser's son. Yeah. God, that is like royal lineage. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood royalty. I don't really think that it's going to get any like I that think that's the I think we could end the show on that revelation. It's not going to get the kind of attention that, you know, like the Batemans or uh or uh Baldwin family, yeah. you know, the Hauser. Yeah. Legendary acting. Barrymore, you know, these aren't the Hauser you don't put Wing, in there. Wings and families. <laughs> this is my dad Wings, my name's Cole. Yeah. Wings and Cole. Uh, <laughs> The number six question I have here is best use of a song in the movie, Parker. Oh man, I got two. So um, go ahead, because I can I got, I got, get down that far. I, yeah, I got I got no more Mister Nice Guy from Alice Cooper, which I thought was perfect when they finally grabbed Mitch and they started hitting him with the paddles. Definitely. Um, and then the second one was uh, the end of the movie, Slow Ride. I thought it was great because the kid finally like crawls into bed. He puts his headphones on and I kind of feel like, you know, he's, you know, the whole night set himself up for like going into high school. Whereas like the guys that they just, he, you know, that he just hung out with, they're driving to go get Aerosmith tickets. Top priority of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those are two great for sure. Especially the Alice Cooper one, which was on my list, but I took it off because I figured somebody would have mentioned it because it's, it's too iconic. Uh, it reminded me that Megadeth covered No More Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, boy, yeah, sure. yeah. Dave yeah. was at the peak of his heroin when they <laughs> shot the video. Yeah. That's why he's sitting in a chair. Yeah. He couldn't get up. <laughs> I remember that video so bad. And that was Peter, the Shocker soundtrack, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, Peter, yep. Peter Berg was in that movie, and I always forget that Peter Berg turned out to be like one of the biggest directors on the planet. Like a fucking huge director. It's insane, yeah. I just saw Patriot's Day, and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. How was that? So I had no idea it was going to be good. Like every time I see Mark Wahlberg's face, like it either (laughs) actually even in a great movie, it annoys me because it's just so dumb. He's due to make something like good again. Like he needs like I'd love to see Tarantino do something with him or yeah, I don't know. But he's he's he still has a great. He's good, you know. Yeah, he did his thing. I don't like Boogie Nights when he first came out. I'd love for him to like or Fear. Fear is. Oh, fear was great. Fear is so underappreciated. Like he was scary in fear. Yeah. Like horrifying because he was such an an asshole. Yeah. But we Um, digress. Yes, we digress. He wasn't in this movie. (laughs) He wasn't (laughs) or was he? (laughs) Um, so best use of a movie, Langan. Um man, this was tough to I I really gotta say there's a couple that I'd like to mention, but uh overall the intro song of sweet emotion aerosmith plays such a you know an important part because they're going to go get the tickets and kind of and opening the film with sweet emotion that bass and that beautiful bass line and just kind of just shout out to tom hamilton perfect way of setting the table of this world that that you're going to visit for like two two hours you know what i mean and it it just it's brilliant i love it it's it's a perfect choice for for the song so that's uh, my number one but there's a couple of other Things like when Leonard Leonard Skinner Tuesday's gone, when the party's over and they're pumping the last thing of the beer and that kind of that whiny guitar it. lick that comes in, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but <laughs> it just gives you the because the film is starting to wrap up, the party's over, the keg is kicked, and it just works so good. 
That's what that's what I have. I picked Tuesday is gone because I it's probably my favorite Skinner song. Yeah. Um, like you said, the keg is tapped. Right. Like you see, like it's they're, a perfect they're, metaphor. Yeah, it's like okay, beer's done. Uh, Benny tries to stand up and he can't. <laughs> that's right. Melvin's leg is twitching and he <laughs> drops a cup of beer. <laughs> uh, and then Wooderson is kicking it to Cynthia and he lights his cigarette with or joint with his boot. Yeah. Um. And then, like he he like reminds her about the Aerosmith tickets and smacks her on the ass like it's nineteen seventy six. And um, what else? And then one th- the other thing that happened during the scene, which which I always thought was interesting, was uh, Randy Pink Floyd uh, asks Wooderson, he's like, "What? Where's Jody?" And she is like, "She mm-hmm. left you, man." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you win some, you lose some." And then Joey, Lauren, Adams, like they had the weirdest relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he was just like the whole time he's like trying to like bang Jody, right? But like that other girl's kind of just like waiting for him to be like, "Okay, listen, if you don't end up banging her, like yeah. just <laughs> I'm around." Yeah, I'm around. Like it doesn't Call matter. Him. And there was a scene. Do you guys remember when uh, Jody and and Randy uh, went to go make out in the woods? Yep. So it was weird because like why why they go there and if you look at it at the like kind of the end of the scene she it looks like she steals a joint from his shirt pocket and that's huh. when, and that's when she stops making out with him and he she's like hey man she's like what what are you doing where's Simone whatever and then they leave and then later on like a couple of minutes after like that scene her and the girl with the short hair was like hey let's go smoke that joint Oh, good catch. Man. Yeah. There you go. That was great. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So best you. Yeah. So for me, Tuesday's gone. I uh, also liked at the Moon Tower party, uh, the use of Dr. John's right place yes. wrong time and Ted Nugent's stranglehold. Killer. I would love to have been at that party. Me too. I like that. That party looked like it got <laughs> just like, I mean, I don't know. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of kids born from that party. I mean, I'm sure they used condoms. <laughs> They didn't have those in the 70s. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm no. not sure. No, maybe they pulled out. Um, all right. So number seven, Parker, if you were going to pick a click in this movie, what click would you be hanging out with? Uh, I'd, probably the main two guys. Well, the, my, my, the main two guys, in my opinion, would be friggin' Randall Pink Floyd and Don again, along with those dudes, you know? Would they hang out with you, though? Probably not, but that's where I would like to be. I probably, I, I probably have to fucking hang out with the fucking Tony who I hate. But you know, you have to wear your <laughs> finest overalls to get. Yeah, that you know. So, but if I could, I'd want fucking yeah, like Don's like overall fucking like guy to fucking like hook me up with the set. You'd you got be some you'd, Oshkosh, bro. Yeah, you'd yeah. be you'd be the first guy wearing overalls with a with a fanny pack. That's it, man. <laughs> 76 style. <laughs> uh, Plus, like, Don Don looks like he's, like, a drummer, too, so, like, I could probably fucking hang out with that dude, you know? Yeah, I think he does look like a drummer, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, Langan. I'd be somewhere between the stoners and the nerds. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, a lot, you know, I did both those activities and stuff. We remember just hanging out with a bunch of my guy friends or whatever, having deep conversations and stuff like that on a given night, and that was as fun as going to some parties and stuff but uh because like you know the stoner that d- definitely chill love to hang out with pickford obviously he that yeah. dude's that dude's the dude to hang out with but uh like slater who's a great character or whatever like that that stoner cliche dude is like even as i'm saying dude eight million times but uh that lazy stoner kind of stupid thing sometimes is like <laughs> but i, mean, I don't want to be around it it wasn't played out in 93 no it works in the film but yeah. i don't i don't 
Like yeah. I can only take so much of that shit. We had geography together, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember you, man. Yeah. Uh, for me, definitely hanging out with Pickford um, and Slater. Cause I think they were kind of like in the same clique, really. Um, they, they just, uh, you know, they were on the fringe, you know, they were, they were just hanging out. He was selling weed. He was banging Mila Jovovich. Uh, going you know. on. yeah, you completely. Know? And, 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 you know, on the internet, um, he was supposed to have a bigger role, but he was having issues with Jason London. And, uh, so I guess their characters actually got into a fight in real life. Really? Yes. And, uh, so this dude is his girlfriend is Mila in the movie. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting married and he was 21. She was 16 and her parents oh. had it annulled. Like it was just like chaos. It's I think like the spirit of the film. Yeah, I guess so. I think I think in in a way he was probably like fuck it, like I don't even want a big role in this. I'm just going to hang out with this girl. And I feel like they probably just dipped out like a lot of the movie and wow. just did their whole thing cuz like at the end of the movie it was supposed to be him sitting in the back seat smoking weed with with uh with Randy. Wow. And uh they were like, "Nah." What was the beef, do you know? Like I don't know. Just didn't get along, I guess. I have but... no, you know. Wow. No no idea. You know, the internet doesn't say, but I thought that was an Maybe he wanted to marry fucking Jovovich, you know. At 16? I don't know. Probably not. He's probably just beating him up because he was like a pedo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? He's like, hey, bro, she's 16 and you're 21. He's like, fuck you. Fuck you, Randy Pink Floyd. Method (laughs) man. It's method Yeah, and she had a a career in music. I remember like after that movie because that movie was a big deal. And I remember watching... She had like a black and white video I remember on MTV, sure. and there was like a tarantula in the video, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then from and she the, did the Fifth Element, yes, and the Resident Evil movies. So yeah, that I don't that, care for, but still a good career. Yeah, it's like she like that Resident Evil thing lives on. Like, um, what is that car movie? Fear and no, Fast and the Furious. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like these movies have a I, franchise. Like she's set. Like, yeah. And Cole and Cole Hauser was in the second Fast and the Furious, so there you go. Is that Tokyo Drift? No, that was the third one, I think. The se- the second one he got to hang hang out with friggin' Eva Menendez, another hot chick. So there you go. Eva Menendez. When are we doing yeah. Red River Presents? Yeah. Uh, Fast and the Furious <laughs> deep dive. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! I think we're building up to. Can, it. Will Ron and Goya talk about that? <laughs> uh, all right. So number eight is fun. Best peripheral character which is basically somebody who doesn't really have a big scene or a big uh, part of the movie, but they're always there in the background. Or maybe they only have one scene. So, uh, Parker, who would that be for you? I, I did somebody that just had one scene, and, and he just seems like he seems like such an asshole, and he kind of reminds me of my own father, like some shit that he would have did. So I had to go with fucking Pickford's dad. Okay. Like that whole... Like that whole scene with the fucking kid. Like, that whole scene is my father. Like, if I had a fucking party and he was going to find out that it was... Ha- like, he would not go out and he would make sure that he would fucking answer the door and fucking hassle anybody <laughs> that fucking came there. That wow. is funny. Like, when everyone was knocking on the door. Yeah. Like, yeah. You see those dudes, like, hop over the bush and they... Start, oh, yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're like, oh, you just knocked? Let me take a hit of this yeah. bong real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> did, did you guys, when your parents went away, ever have like a big ass party at your house at that age? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Me too. I would have people over. Or yeah. my house, yeah. my house was a home base. My the time, the one time I well, not the one time, but the biggest party I had, and uh, I got caught because one of my friends threw up in the bathroom, and he didn't get it in the toilet. He threw up around 
on the rug. Oh. We had a rug in there at the time, you know, because you had that back then. Yeah. And I washed, I put the, the, the rug through the washing machine and cleaned it up. And my mother came home and was like, why the hell did you wash anything? Like, <laughs> what the oh, fuck did man. you do? Because if I left it. Yeah, it's a valid question. Like, you wouldn't clean up anything <laughs> on your own. So you obviously fucked up and did something. And that was it. I got busted. Uh, funny story. So Brian Casal, who is my, my bass player, Dave's brother. Like, that's who I grew up with. I grew up with Brian. And um, my house was a home base. And we, we um, uh, my mom's boyfriend had, like, a car that he didn't use on the side of the house. So sometimes we would sit in it because it was on the side of the house. And we would hang out outside of the house, like, whatever. And one day, Brian got so wasted. I just remember him sitting in the back seat and turning sideways and puking all the way down that oh, boy. Back, back seat. And yeah. we were just like, what the fuck? And Because he, he was wasted. And for some reason, I don't even know why, like, you know, we do stuff and, and I can't really figure out why today, but we never cleaned it up. We just let it sit there. Oh, <laughs> I don't know That's why. Rough. And it was just just like long from like top of the seat to the bottom, <laughs> like like brown, like fucking like five inch thick crust. Like, crust. And when my my uh, mom's boyfriend sold the car, she was just like, "What the fuck is in this back seat?" What? Oh <laughs> and man! I told him I was just like, "Why did we? But why? Would, like he puked and just we were just so terrible that, or or so self like we we didn't care. We we're like, oh, we'll yeah. just leave it there. Like it would have taken two seconds to clean it. So shout out to Brian Cassell. Yeah, definitely always <laughs> always trolling the Facebook group. Shout out to Mister Pickford, snazzy. Uh, leisure suit. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah shit's hot. I love it. Sideburns. That dude had the yeah, 70s dad down. We're not going anywhere. I like the I like the Pickford like jams like a fucking like ice pick into the door too is the lock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they when they're knocking and like yeah. it takes forever. And, yeah. Like, spraying things yeah. and, and like, like you know like Slater was like kind of feeling like he got gypped, so he's still weighing the bag to see if he got <laughs> like he's like, I don't know if this bag weighs a lot enough. Yeah. He yeah. Didn't go with the wet towel by the bottom of the door yeah and blowing smoke through a uh, toilet paper yes. dispenser with with fabric softener on the yes. end of it I'm we used to do that there you go everybody we, did it and it guess what it kind of did <laughs> it didn't really it, we, man i don't know why there's we no called mistaking it. what's going on when you walk into a room after that <laughs> maybe if you you're know. sitting in there i forgot about that the fabric I, I, I think about when i used to come home and like shout <laughs> in across the room to my mom, like, hey, I'm in for tonight. Like, I smell probably horrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> denying that. Yeah. You know? But I, I'd come home tripping out. But kids. we would we would use that in, in my friend Bob's basement. And we were like, oh, my God. So we would just blow this smoke. We would pass that the joint, and then we'd pass the fucking roll of toilet paper around, and we'd just <laughs> yeah. blow. Like, oh, yeah, no one knows. Nah. Especially since his parents Full smoked proof. weed. How would they? Like, they were probably thinking, like, why does it smell like weed downstairs? I know. Please. All right, so a best peripheral. I got a couple here. I got a shout peripheral? out. We shouted out Carl's mom earlier, um, Miss Jenny Stroud, the teacher for her little scene, just a foxy seventies teacher scene. there, just yeah. awesome. Um, got a shout out Hirschfelder, <laughs> because yo he was at that dance and getting play. Yeah, yeah. And his friends come in. I would have been. He should have been like yo. Bounce. Shout out to Nazareth. Love her. <laughs> nice. But yo, he was. Yo, he was arguably getting with the hottest girl in the movie. 
dude, for real. And 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 he's the little chubby kid. He's yeah. getting his his groove on, and his herb ass friends come in there. <laughs> no, like who aren't getting shit done. Hey, and I then w- they're clowning I him mean- outside the place when he should have been like, "Yo, I was getting. What that. are you serious? Yeah, I was. Get- he's like, son, you wouldn't know what to do with it even if you had gotten there. So uh, don't worry about that it. That kid's such a tool bag. <laughs> he was such a. So tool. shout out to Hirschfelder and um. I got a I got a shout out Clint too because growing yo Nikki Cat baby Nikki Cat's right. the man growing up in Manitouk and Kutchog on the country end of Long Island he was there there were so many Clint's there were, it was sixty percent Clint I think <laughs> if you look at the statistics of that of when I grew up out there the but graphic dudes that were way into their car had a shitty attitude just lived to pick fights at parties for dumbass shit yeah. Oh my God! Like that guy takes me right back. Like, what kind of a? Like, I had a Clint. Yeah, I remember in my school, and we decided to befriend the Clint though, to, and he would like protect us because we're like, listen, we can't, we don't like hanging out with this guy, but we think it would be beneficial. Yeah, to, be to keep us protected, and we'll just deal with a couple of times buying him a twelve pack here and there. Yeah. You know, there you go. So, but yeah. It, later in life, that guy ter- is such a geek. You know, he's such a herb. Like he, he's he's been in so many good movies. Oh yeah, he was in Planet Terror, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I forgot that. He, yeah, and he was also in a movie that I mentioned a lot the last few episodes is Way of the Gun. He was yep. he was one of the gunmen uh, for James Caan along with Tay Diggs. Shout out to Tay Diggs. Yo, man. Tay Diggs from fucking Go Fame right there. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so I got one, and. You could argue and say he's one of the main characters, but not really. But it's Melvin. So I just I think that Melvin um, is like he's another guy. I don't think he did anything else. He did like one other movie, but I, really? I don't think yeah he, I don't think he was an actor. That's surprising because he was good. He was great in it. Yeah, and he was like everyone's best friend. Like he was like um, when even like when they when they when the they rolled up to to the guys in the school to like paddle them. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what Benny says, but like he looks over and Melvin's like, how's it going, boys? <laughs> like he just says it in such a nice way. You know, you know what's <laughs> good about him as opposed to to Benny and O'Banion and stuff like he could take a leave the paddle. Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't have to paddle this kid or I do. Or when he gives the paddle to Randall yeah, and he's, he knew. he's just like, ha, like. Like O'Banion wouldn't play that shit. Like, no, no you're no. you taking my paddle. You're gonna spank this little boy's ass. Yeah, <laughs> like excited yeah. about it. But that's he what could it was. Take like, it or dur- leave it. Like, during that scene, he was just like, he's like yeah, I guess this is what we do. Yeah, whatever. He's you like, yeah, don't. And then um, he sends Randy Pink Floyd out. I mean, he sends uh, Mitch out to go get him that's a six right. pack. And then he's playing pool, beats the guy in pool, and still gives away his whole six pack. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. Like, he brings him back six beers, and he gives everyone the, his own beer after winning the game too. I felt he and, I think, and I think, it. and I think he lets fucking Mitch Kramer keep the change from the six pack too. Yes, he does. That's, That's right. a fucking good guy right there. I was yeah. gonna say, I thought he underappreciated the dress. Like, the, he sent the kid out for beers, came back with him. He easily could have got denied. I thought he was very underappreciated. That's true too. But the, I didn't catch the catch keeping the change though. That's a big move. Yeah, he's like, oh, just, Shut- keep, just keep it and keep the like. But then again, like who who knows? Maybe they were all racist and he was just trying to keep them all in check. I love that. Con- Actually, I love the conversation Mitch has with the with the store owner, the guy. store owner who's mad greasy, and yeah. that's, that's yeah, that's it. That's an, I thought it was like William Hickey from like from William like, Hickey. <laughs> I, it was like it was like uh, William Hickey's like brother. So that that's it. Yeah. That's in one of my favorite scenes, but yeah. I'll, I'll go I'll go into oh, it yes. now. Uh, so, um, 
if you notice when when Wooderson does his uh, high school football, his his that's what I like about high school football. Uh, high school women, right? They get you know I, I get older, they stay the same age. Before he gets into that, he's talking about how he's working for the city, mm-hmm. how he's gonna keep. He's like keep some change in his keep pocket. some change in his pocket, and then the next scene. Mitch does that same speech yeah. to the fucking store owner. He's like, you're of age. He's like, yeah. He's like, I work for the city. Yeah. He's like, but I'm thinking of going back to school. Everything Wooderson said, he's like, yeah. you know, keep a little change in my pocket. And he's like, here's a little more change for your pocket. But that's the brilliance of the movie. It's so subtle, but the things that you pick up are just like, mm. I, it's just so cool. Yeah. Every time you watch it, like I didn't know that until... I watched it again. I'm like, he gave that same fucking speech. Yeah. He listened to Wooderson, yeah. and then he bought beer with that same fucking shit. So. And I and I do love the fucking person that's buying beer before Mitch is a pregnant woman that's buying alcohol and smoking a cigarette in the store. In in her defense, it was before Google. And what was the advice that the guy gave him? Huh? What what advice did this? Oh, always eat a green thing. Remember to eat a green thing. (laughs) Why was he so greasy? But people, I don't know. people rolled like that when they were pregnant. And my mom tells stories of, of she used to she she didn't smoke when she was pregnant with me, but my brother and sister. But I uh, guarantee you, my mother smoked when she was when I was she, she was pregnant she used, with me. She used to put the ashtray on her belly and like when the baby would kick, you yeah. know, who'd shake the fucking ashtray around. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it was a simple shout out to Mary Jane. S- simpler time. There you go. Um, do you guys know also? Uh, Supposedly, like the the Gene Simmons stat, uh, like the Kiss statues that he bought them. Yeah, wow. yeah, she, yeah, he he bought them from this movie, and then he held on to them for a couple years, and then I guess there was like a Kiss, like an auction or an something, auction, yeah. yep. and then the fucking guy turns around and sells them for fucking six grand to a Kiss fan. <laughs> That's what it was. That's he, what it was. He's got a six. He can smell when a Kiss fan gets like. Oh, yeah. Their, their, oh, yeah. Their check gets direct deposited or something. Yeah. It's like a spider sense that goes off. Yeah. Like, There's money out there from Kiss fans that I haven't taken yet. It's <laughs> unreal. Need to and act I... on this. And side note, too, with those statues, uh, if people didn't see the deleted scenes, they were from. They got hijacked because the, the, uh, uh, the bicentennial was happening that year in America, 1976. And they were statues for the the bicentennial celebration or whatever. So okay. they, they stole those statues and then painted the kiss faces on it. But they cut that little part out of them stealing the statues. There oh, you go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deleted scenes are fun. Yep. Um. Okay. So getting towards the end here, number nine. Um. Parker, to you, what would what do you think makes a movie like this, uh, especially? Well, what do you think makes this movie timeless? Uh, I th- I think that it was kind of like what you said, like in the beginning, like it's one of those movies that it doesn't matter what point the movie's in, like beginning, middle or end. Like I could just sit down and watch it, you know, just to fucking watch it for the thousandth time. And, you know, it's in my mind, it definitely is like the perfect like summer movie. I mean, I can watch it any time of the year, but I mostly do watch this around summertime. And uh, it's just like I, you don't you don't need to pay attention or you don't really need to think. It's just like a, it's like a simple, relaxed movie. That's kind of what I you know, what I enjoy about it. Like, you don't need to fucking be watching it constantly to know what the hell's going on. Did you guys ever watch the kind of sequel? Everybody wants them. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't it's not like as it. good. Yeah, I didn't. But like it. um, it's definitely not as good. Yeah, but it was entertaining enough 
to watch. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I, I it just really failed with me. It's, it, I, I kind of didn't view it as any relationship to this film. Yeah, and it kind of because it's obviously it's not even close <laughs> to being as good. It's so just, just viewed on its own. Yeah, it's a, like a little bit of a watered down film with the characters i don't feel like connect with you as much as the ones in this this particular film Hard to do but it's an okay movie i'm gonna have to I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it again the um, only other uh the only other movie that this guy did that i really kind of did like was that suburbia movie with uh giovanni rabisi and nikki cat funny enough he's in that too oh, okay he did Slaughter yeah too, right yeah and uh Subur- suburbia similar to this but it's just like it's it's the same simple thing it's just like a bunch of like you know, friends hang out at like a convenience store and Nikki Cat pretty much plays the same fucking asshole character. And it's just everybody that doesn't know, they don't know what they want to do with their life. So they hang out in the fucking convenience store parking lot. You know, no, he, he writes like ordinary events, like so yeah. well, like average things, not like huge, some explosions t- jumping. He's not like some Michael Bay <laughs> kind of guy, you know? Yo, shout out to Platinum Doom. <laughs> he he looks at like <laughs> the, the simple things of uh, hanging out at a 7-Eleven parking lot with your friends. Yep. And how, and he can break that down into something greater. And uh, uh, that's kind of his genius. Is that what makes this timeless? Yeah, that's that's almost exactly. It just, uh, it, it it takes whenever I watch it, I almost it triggers a memory in my head of a night I had like that. Yeah, there are things that are buried back in my head now that aren't at the forefront. But seeing something like this brings it out, and it, it it's kind of like jumping ahead because I know what the favorite scenes and stuff. But uh, the scene where Mitch gets home and sneaks into his house, I'm literally right there as well. <laughs> and he lays down on the bed <laughs> and he puts those headphones on, with a smile on his face, and thinking about like what an amazing night what he had. What amazing night, yeah, and that. That's the kind of night he's going to remember his whole life, just like I had ones like that. Yeah. And that's why that scene strikes me, but it's also why. Only you banged so, her and he did. No way in hell he did. <laughs> a lot of making out. That's all I saw. <laughs> that was enough then, though. Yeah. At that uh, age. I guess he was. Somewhat, you know? No knuckles being dunked. He was playing with house money, you know? Yeah. He was a total herb. <laughs> True. Didn't get, then his yeah. whole life changed just because a couple paddle spanks yeah so you what, what are you saying? saying he's very grateful is what you're saying <laughs> he's grateful to anything yeah. at that point he probably yeah. he, he checked it's her all oil. gravy bro he checked he checked her oil at the very least <laughs> he definitely rubbed one out as soon as his mom went to bed <laughs> yeah, totally. i hope he changed his song though <laughs> i can't can't imagine beating off the slow ride <laughs> um yeah i mean whatever you guys said everything as far as what makes timeless so. i agree um, so the last question before we, we go to our favorite scenes and quotes, um, who do you think, uh, would be a good spinoff, uh, movie or, or show Parker? I am, I'm going to fucking go with Don again for this. Okay. Statutory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> His you know, Oz, like an Oz type situation. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see him like go into his closet and it's just like. 20 pairs of overalls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. best part is it's not even like, it's not even like clean overalls. He's got like paint fucking spilled on it and yeah. shit. Like he doesn't, it's the fucking last day of school. He doesn't yeah. fucking care. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So Don, for you, uh, Langan? Uh, I'm torn between Wooderson and O'Banion. <laughs> I, I would love to know Wooderson just because he's so interesting that uh, definitely... Whatever made him that way, I'd love to know. And O'Banion, whatever made 
What happened to that guy? He left. <laughs> he left with a lot of paint. Very angry. He had a lot of baggage as a follow up. But also, I'd love to know how he became so awful. Oh, so like a prequel? <laughs> Either one. An origin yeah. story. A fucking prequel. <laughs> the origin story, like like Wolverine, yeah. or some shit. You know what I'm saying? How did O'Banion <laughs> go to? What led him <laughs> down this dark path? And then <laughs> yeah. what happened after? He definitely ended. Up, he stayed in that town. Yeah, for sure. He became the golden definitely state killer. alcoholic. <laughs> he probably Horrible became like the job. sheriff. He became like a sheriff or something there. I don't, you know? I don't think so. I think he went down a worse path, like alone in an old man bar. He became like, alcohol yeah, problem. You know what I mean? Security guard, like the redheaded guy. That guy became like a cop. Fucking Cole Hauser. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. became. <laughs> and then when you know his political, like he became a cop. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. For O'Banion sure. ended up alone in an old man bar. That's there. just me, though. Why the, not? Married to a, a fat chick that he uh, divorced him. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's definitely Wooderson. Um, and and I would go for something like Wooderson loves Cynthia because I I want to know <laughs> I want to know like the romantic comedy that that uh, yeah you know because she seemed like she was very much and it, let me tell you something. Um, back then, I thought the girl with the short hair that didn't talk too much. The one that talked about Gilligan's Island yeah, yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. I thought she was. Fine. I thought she was the hottest one back then. So uh, hot, Joey, so hot. Joey Lauren Adams, same thing. I'm a Parker Posey man. How I'm all biased there? But... How did Joey Lauren Adams get more acting roles? Is beyond me because she's so terrible in everything she's, she's ever pretty been. bad. She's so bad. Um, but now when I when I watch this movie in like the last like 10, 15 years, I realize that all those girls are so thin and I just I am just not really into thin women. Mm-hmm. So my new thing is is Cynthia. Like when I look at her, I'm thinking like, you know what? Got a hair though. I'm t- <laughs> that hair though. I don't care, man. I'll take that red afro because she was- she's thick. She's thick. That hair was creeping up like the, her her hairline was starting like at the top of her <laughs> head, the the pinnacle of her head. You know whose twin sister that is? Giovanni. Giovanni Ribisi's yeah. twin sister and whose wife? So great. Whose ex-wife it is? I'd probably smash him first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's married to Beck, but they just got divorced. Oh yeah. Yeah. Giovanni uh, Marissa Ribisi Hansen. Wow. Yeah, and they're all Scientologists. Does she go on to anything? I don't know. I think the Scientology crew all kind of just stay in that. Like I, I don't know. It's yeah. bizarre. There's a fast. Yo, I just, I, I, I just, I just finished that fucking uh, Leah Remini fucking show on Hulu or whatever. Yep. And uh, I, the the last, you know, the season or the series finale. I guess they brought up the guy from uh, uh, from four women uh danny what is that danny masterson is that his fucking guy's name yep and then as literally as i'm saying this you know sarah comes into the room and she's just like oh yeah i heard that like he lived next to the uh the dude from mars volta and like he act and literally as she's saying this they go to the fucking guy from mars volta and they're fucking interviewing him and uh i guess yeah, they fucking threw like rat poison over the fucking thing, and they had to. I was like, dude, these fucking people are fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, he, Not to he, go off topic, either. Sorry to interrupt, but if you haven't seen Going Clear documentary, yeah, check that yeah, out next probably. Yes, Cedric would go on Instagram, and and that's where I was just like, oh my god, this guy's like out of his mind. But he would like in the last year and a half, the dude from Matthew Drive and Cedric. Um, he would basically talk about all the situations, all the harassment he was yeah. getting. So he would post it all on his Instagram. Yeah, wow. but it's it's fucking crazy. That whole fucking I don't get it, man. It's fucking insane. All right, so 
that brings us to let's talk about our favorite uh, scenes and quotes, you know, whether you have one, two, three, whatever. So, Parker. Oh, man. Favorite scenes. All right. So I mentioned it already, but it definitely fucking deserves to get mentioned again. Fucking Melvin dancing in the fucking the bed of the truck. I fucking love that. Um, and then the keg delivery, even though it does go away, I love that whole fucking scene where Pickford tries to fucking, you know, tell the guy how he's at the wrong house. Cause you know, he t- could tell that the father's standing right behind him. Um, um wrong Mr. Pickford. Yeah. Wrong hey, Mr. Pickford altogether. Sorry. But, these things uh, happen. but, but then my favorite scene involves fucking dickhead fucking Cole Hauser when he, uh, when he locks friggin' uh, pink in the truck and he pretty much just like, you know, drills him about, you know, like not wanting to, you know, play football and he's not going to sign the fucking thing for the coach and uh, just pretty much screams at the guy uh, for like five minutes and then just, you know, ends it with like, I think, like, have a great fucking night with like a smile and like slams the door on the guy. He definitely is a cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He turned into a cop for sure. Yeah. definitely. Um, OK, you don't have any specific quotes that you liked or not? Uh, quote wise, fuck, where the fuck am I with the quotes? I have have three from three different characters. So going back to, uh, Carl's mom's house, I love it when, uh, Ben Affleck is trying to, or a banyan, when he's trying to talk his way out of it and he goes, you know, I was just walking them home because there were some ruffians about (laughs) like that still fucking cracks me up. So fucking funny. Yeah. Um, another one was by Darla. And when she goes, (laughs) what is it? What are you looking at? With what is it? Wipe that. F- well, I don't want to fuck it up. It's like wipe, wipe that, that face, face off, off your, your head, s- bitch, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Wipe that face off your head. Uh, it is from fucking Mike. Mike was another great character too. Who, who that actor? Fucking Adam Goldberg. I fucking love him. He was in fucking Hebrew Hammer. Um, when he does the fucking dominant male, dominant male monkey motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. that's my all-time that's favorite it. fucking line. Yeah, and when when I first started watching the Goldbergs, they said Adam Goldberg was. Yeah. I, that's who I thought he did it. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So I like the reoccurring thing on the Goldbergs where they, where he talks about Adam F. Goldberg talks about the other Adam Goldberg, and it's yeah, it's, it's yep. funny. So, uh, Langan, favorite quotes and scenes. Uh, I got a few here. Bear with me. Um, we might have to take a break in in the mean. Actually, you know what? Let's take a break before you start that. Yep. All right. So hang on, uh, Parker. Okay. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. I'd have said the right thing, but it must have used the wrong line. I've been on the right trip, but it must have used the wrong car. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what it's good for. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. My head is in a bad place. All right, so you know what? Just list... A scene and a quote, and I'll, I'll do the same, and then we'll go until we're done. I love uh, when I'm not going to, I don't have the whole speech, nor will I try to repeat it. But uh, when Wooderson's kicking it to Cynthia about the Moon Tower party <laughs> and asking her to get in this car, yep. that whole rap. That's my number one. <laughs> Is it? That's my number one scene. It's so great. It's my number one scene <laughs> because it's the ultimate alpha male chumping confidence, just exude like. How could you say no to this offer? Like, <laughs> And that was the first scene they shot. Was it? So the first scene he ever did as an actor was that scene. So wow. he talked about it on the Stern show. And um, uh, so he said he was listening to, he was psyching himself out. He was like nervous. Mm-hmm. And he was listening to the uh, Live Doors album. 
And Jim Morrison goes, all right, all right, all yes. right. And then, so he was just like, all right, I need to like get into this. This is like my first acting thing whatsoever. So when the car rolls up, the first thing he says, he's just like, what would Jim Morrison say? He's, mm-hmm. he's, he, he's like, I'm Morrison. He's like, I'm about cars. I'm about smoking weed. I'm about girls. And, uh, so he, he pulls up and the first thing he says is all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and then he's just looking at her and she's just so, she's so vanilla, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he's just like so enamored by her yeah. and he's kicking it to her. Like those two, no hello to the other guys. Nah. He was just like, he, <laughs> does, he does everything to her. And then he looks at her. He's like, so you need a ride? <laughs> <laughs> like just the ultimate, like. Just, I don't know, it just like, the, he verbally mushed their face. Swagger, man. Yeah. Just deep swagger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the ultimate chumping, and, and I love it. It's they, He's just like, ah, oh, you had to d- ditch the two geeks you're in the car <laughs> with, but we'll worry about that later. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. no, I don't know, just yeah. like you said, confidence, and I'm like, he just, he steals the scene. He so. just spits it out, yeah. man. And while we're on it, I gotta, uh, you got a joint. Yeah, It'd be a lot cooler yeah. if you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the lines that yeah. just, you know, just stupid, memorable. You know, was that actually the first time he was in? Right, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, as far as the movie goes, that is the first time you see him. And like, how many times did you quote that? Oh my god! Like so many. He's like, yeah. "Hey man, you got a joint? <laughs> uh, no man, not on me." <laughs> I love You're that line. Cooler if you did. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, who writes shit like that? It's yeah. so ridiculous. So, all right, what else? Um, for quotes, uh, I mean quotes and scenes, whatever. Uh, I got a. Sh- I love the the quote with Cynthia talking about the fifties being boring, yep. the sixties rock, the seventies suck. She says, and the eighties, you know, promised the eighties being radical or whatnot, but. It, it it shows you too, like, you know, here we are as viewers watching a nostalgic film about the 70s and she's in it, thinks it sucks, you know? Makes yeah. you think about, like, the times you live in, you think. You always think, Isn't yeah. that great? But, like, you know, looking back, it was, it looked fantastic. You know Everything. What I mean? yeah. yeah. So I love that. Um, For me, uh, a, a quote that I that I love and it's so stupid is um, when the assistant coach sees like the you know them rolling up. Yeah. He's just like, "Hey man," he's like, "Don't get don't go around getting soft on me," you know, laying around the pool chasing the muff around, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and then he's he like, what does he do? He does like a quick like move and everyone. He, he asks them to yeah to set to get yeah. in their position. He's like, hell, man. He's like, my grandmother's faster than, quicker than you guys. Of course, she's 6'5". Six, six, yeah, <laughs> 230 pounds. <laughs> and Benny's like, I don't know, coach. He's like, I've been, uh, I've, whatever he said. I mean, that whole scene is just yeah. so fucking great. I yep. love that. That's, that's definitely uh, on, on my quote list. Slater also asking, are you cool, man? <laughs> um, Like how? <laughs> <laughs> and like you could see, like Randy's yeah. face is like, oh god, I gotta fucking Blue. hang out with this fucking herb and explain to. He's like, you ask, you know, he was asking if you get high. He's like, oh, like smoke pot. He's like, yeah, like smoke pot, which is like great. He's teaching him, the, yeah. you know, he's showing him the world. He's like, I'm trying to bang this guy's sister, and like now I gotta hang out with him. I mean, that's kind of what he was doing. Just like he was hanging out with yeah. Mitch to yeah. like get closer to his sister. I think. Sure, no question. And then and, and favorite scenes, I gotta staying on Waterson. When he enters the Emporium for yeah. the first time, again the swagger, like a Viking, owning the room. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at my, con- you know, I'm 
what am I going to do tonight? What yeah. am I going to get up to, you know? That is the most confident walk I've ever seen a man <laughs> in Uggs do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was wearing Uggs. I don't know what the fuck. That yeah. And he was wearing like tight pink pants. Tight as, as fuck. Yeah. As was the style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Carl had some ridiculous pants too. That black and white striped <laughs> yes. ensemble. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, listen, Wooderson would still fuck your girlfriend, so watch out. <laughs> um, another scene that I really love is when um, Randy and Slater pull up to Pickford's house, and uh, you know that his parents are packing up the car, mm. and he's like, "Oh, he's like, what's going on?" He's like, "Is is a uh, you know uh, uh, what the fuck's Pickford's?" Is Kevin? Thing? Oh, Kevin. Going? Yeah. Kevin, I was like, oh, he's upstairs. He's like, oh, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, we're going to go for a trip. He's like, oh, really? Is Kevin going with you? He's like, nice, Dan. He's like, oh, all right. They're selling it. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, like Slater's like, got my report card back. And yeah. Like, oh, really? Straight A's. Straight A's. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so stupid and subtle, but it, everything about that exchange was so. <laughs> and he, like, almost trips over, like, their grass. Yeah. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yep. Um, I also got a shout out the scene. Uh, with the, with the trash can mailbox baseball. Yeah. Because I don't know if you ever did that as a youth. I didn't do that because uh, I don't know. That seemed, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I've remember done... going with my friends once, but the was where it was. <laughs> because the, the, the bat hitting the mailbox with the car moving, you're in a lot of danger of the bat kicking back and hitting the car. Yeah. So they would actually get out of the car. And stand there, you know, and tee it off. Yeah. It's more of a challenge that way. But I, but more importantly about that scene, uh, it's when Mitch, um, and this is again why Mitch used to be like not my favorite character, but then I kind of, I was watching it last night, it changed. Like when he's in the back seat watching these dudes be bad and discovering like how fun it is to let yourself yeah. do some bad shit. And he gets this smile on his face and he eventually throws that bowling ball to He threw that <laughs> which he knows is fucked up but yeah. also won him crazy points yeah like, this kid's all right you know yeah. what i mean and then they have the altercation with the man with the uh, you know with the gun pulling the gun on them yeah. and driving away and then you see pickford at the emporium like you don't hear the audio but him relaying the story to mcconaughey with passion and stuff yeah. and that little adventure again takes you back to those shit that you did when in in your youth that you remember these crazy stories that happened you know like yeah. it becomes lore of your own, you know. That's it, man. That scene was great. Um, I guess you could do it out in Mattatuck, man. Those, those. Uh, I feel like we live too close to each other. <laughs> you know, like if I knocked over somebody's mailbox, I would have to drive to like another town. <laughs> you know, like you guys were a little bit more spread out. We were way hillbilly out yeah. there, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, and and I love this is that watch them fly away. <laughs> like, they're all sitting there and like it was just like the most ridiculous thing where like I guess Mila is singing that song and Slater and, and I've I've mentioned this before. I said this is like it sounds like a Joe Rogan podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> where it's just like he's like, is, that song's about aliens and the guy turns around on top of the hood, he's like is that what that song's about, man? And he's like, yeah, that's what that song's about. Like, everyone's like, what are you, stupid? Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, where are the aliens, man? Where are the sav? Like, it's just so stupid, yeah. yet so brilliant. And he goes into that speech about, like, George Washington growing weed and Martha, Martha. was a hip, <laughs> hip lady. and She had a hit for him every time yeah. he came home. <laughs> I have fucking seen rules. What else you got? Uh, just 
the last thing I had, I already mentioned before the scene with Mitch sneaking into his house. Okay. And puts those headphones on. And how cool was his mom, too? Oh, his mom's like, cool. you know, yeah. I busted you. I was waiting up. Yeah. But listen, gave him the free pass. Got the free pass. Knows he had a great night. Got home safe. Smells the beer. Obviously, the kid probably stank. Like, are you drinking? No, no. But let it go. Yeah, let it go. Here's your free pass. But um, yeah, I love that whole scenario. Um, I got two. So my last two are definitely someone's token some reefer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why was Clint so angry? Like, I thought he was smoking weed. No, he like, was high. Gosh. I know. No, but I'm saying, yeah, like that's wh- how what a shitty person he was. <laughs> that like he couldn't even get high right. He couldn't get high right. Yeah. Like usually people are like you're like Slater, and like this dude's just like, hey man. He's like, excuse me. No, like, I like his friends around him. Like, told him, like, you hear what this guy said? They like yeah. gassing him up because they're like, oh, wait, let's let's rile Clint up sure. to beat up this little fucking Jewish guy with the afro, yeah. or, or like he had like a mullet. Well, that's what those guys did. Yeah. That's who they did pick fights with. And think about back in the day when you'd have you know a party, right? And then right now, you know, we're talking about the MMA fight we're going to watch tonight or something. Yep, yep. But if you were hanging at one of these parties, you would hope that somebody would get into some yeah. shit because you had this live entertainment. Yeah. And everybody reverts to their animal nature yeah. and makes a circle around yeah. it. Like, Well, you, if you saw, like, when the fight happened, like, Benny pushed people away. Yeah. He was just like, let them fucking fight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it, just, it was so funny because it, it, they were just like, let's rile Clint up. And he's like, hey, man, uh, what'd you say? Uh, what do you mean? He's like, uh, did you say some someone's token some reefer? He's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I just said I noticed. You know, I observed someone. He's like, <laughs> he was just like fucking totally being such a dick. Yeah. And it's so great that he just like what the fuck? And it, like I came here to drink drink some beer and kick some ass. Yeah. Uh, but Almost like every time I watch that, I, yeah, because I'm thinking like that's what a beer drinker does. Yes, like, you for sure. Like he must not have been smoking weed. No. Might have, must have been for like hippies. Like he, you hippie smoke. He got angrily drunk. He wasn't. <laughs> get, he wasn't getting any girls. Yeah. So what's his his logical decision on what I have to do next? Is I have to like pick a fight. I gotta be. That's where I have to yeah. go. You know. Uh, and number the last thing I have is uh, I really love the speech at the end, like on the football field, where uh, you know uh, Wooderson's talking to Randall. Randy, you got to do what Randy Pink Floyd wants mm-hmm. to do, you know, yeah. and he's giving him this advice yeah. on what seems to be like a big deal. But I'm thinking like, holy shit, th- like you, this is like you either play football or you don't like it. It just seems, you know, for like high school, it just seems like such a well, silly you, you thing. get the impression, though, that his whole he's some star quarterback. Yeah. Like his his him coming to this team is going to like make or break it. According if, to Benny. And if he came up, say, in Texas. <laughs> Texas football, yeah, where it's like religion. Remember when that old guy grabbed his arm? Yeah, he's like, "This arm right at thirteen returning Letterman." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking good. <laughs> but like the Texas that football. So like, yeah. pitch, I I pictured this kid that you know been playing football since he was eight years old, and now he's a star quarterback. Yeah, and now you're expecting him. He's going to go to a college and be. Like this whole narrative is playing out, and he's finally going through that point in his life. It's like, well, what if I don't want to do that yeah. really anymore? And he's hitting that crisis, you yeah. know. And that letter represents all that. Too. Well, he could have just signed it and like, yeah, sure, whatever, yeah, whatever. Fucking like the other guys did. Yeah, uh, uh, Ben, not Benny, uh, Benny, Don, and Mel. Yeah, someone like just sign it, man. Just yeah. you know, whatever. But not to him. 
And then, you know, he gives him that advice. I just like, you know, he's like, I, I always quoted it just because it's so funny. He's like, you got to do what Randy Pink Floyd mm-hmm. wants to do. L-I-V-I-N. Keep on living. Le- yeah. yeah. <laughs> he left that G off for yep. sure. <laughs> uh, that's it, man. Uh, yeah. So that this this wraps up the Days and Confused episode. It's a movie that we'll continue to watch. And uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to add, Parker? No, man. I think we fucking hit everything. All right. Well, yeah. just remember, Quentin Tarantino said it's one of the best films of uh, ever made. Just wanted to throw that out. There. Did he really? Yeah, he did. I didn't. He know said that. it in two thousand. I agree with him, but yeah, it might be in my top five. It's in my top. It's definitely 10. top ten. Yeah, top five, quite possibly. I'd have to think about it. But then again, sometimes like I, I break down movies where it's like <sighs> some movies are like cinematic, you know, like well, we were talking about Tarantino, mm-hmm. like Inglorious Bastards right. is a masterpiece film. Sure. But I'd rather watch Kill Bill over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I to me, it. it's like, yeah, I'm like, it should be top 10 overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, he just made something so subtle and so under the radar with yeah. no explosions, no nudity. But that, uh, that's good writing, good acting. That, yeah. that's cast that's the the foundation of the house yeah you know it ain't explosions it ain't cars no, no penetration although i also have to say now i don't know shit about cars except yeah. how to turn one on turn on the radio yeah you know what i'm saying but well, man they had some beautiful rides in this movie yeah some and kick he, ass american muscle cars and like he made all of them a mixtape too so he gave all the characters like a personal mixtape oh. to get them into like the vibe. The of cars it. almost had character to yeah. who was driving them too. The kind except, of cars, except Melba, because it, <laughs> yeah. it had pizza cutters. But yeah, some beautiful rides in that movie, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, I cool. love when McConaughey's talking about his car too. I couldn't reiterate what he's saying when he's explaining to Clint yeah, about yeah, oh, that's what under the yeah, hood yeah, yeah, yeah. in this way that yeah. you know, and Clint's that's like, shit no there. way this I saw this next to the sea monkeys yeah. or something. He's like, You gotta get tires on this, man. You got pizza cutters. Yep. Um all right, cool. So yeah. rock and roll and uh I guess I don't know, maybe we'll do this again with another movie. Yeah. Like it was Clu- fun to revisit, man. Like Clueless or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And if anybody's interested, too, uh, like I was mentioning, deleted scenes, and I, I watched this the cr- Criterion DVD, but like they have a, there's a great 50 minutes making of. Um, oh yeah, that's it's available. Up on YouTube. They're all on YouTube. Yeah. So if you're interested in any of that, check out YouTube because uh, they got all those special features up there. That's right, man. Respect the cloud. Respect the cloud. <laughs> <Word>. All right. <laughs> Later. Later, man. Later, guys.